Doing a bit of traveling. You're a traveling man. I am a traveling man. I, feel, I find myself here in Texas, good old Lone Star State, if you reckon. <laughs> That's right, folks. This is No Stone Unturned. I'm Cynic with my boy Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Frank, who's live in the great state of Texas. You already know it. And we're doing a Halloween special, which coincides with our monthly paranormal episode. <laughs> So let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. So what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm enjoying my time here. For everybody that listens to the podcast, you guys know I love traveling. I'm doing it safely, I would say that. Still taking the you know the necessary precautions to make sure that we're not putting ourselves in harm's way. Although some people may believe traveling is putting yourself in harm's way in a time like this. But mm-hmm. I choose not to let fear control my life. So... I do what I do, and I do it well, but we're having fun here. Um, Halloween was great. I don't know if you guys remember uh, me talking about dressing up a couple episodes ago that I wasn't ever yeah. the one to you know, dress up in a sunflower outfit, which reminds me of that episode of Fresh Prince when Will dressed up as a... Did you remember that? You probably don't. <laughs> when he had to play. I think I've seen, I remember the, I have the, the image, image in my head. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, I ended up putting something together. The universe conspired, and uh, it was great, man. Mm-hmm. We had some friends that flew in from Miami as well that surprised us, so it's a big reunion and great company, man. Great vibes. It's nice and chilly here, so I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm liking it. I, and I actually had some bomb-ass chili, speaking of chili. The best chili I've ever oh. had, I had on uh, Friday, my day of arrival. Yesterday, we did a shrimp boil. So, I mean, they got big shoes to fill. Did you say a shrimp boil? A shrimp boil. Oh, okay. Not familiar with that. Yeah. I guess, I guess you're boiling shrimp. No, it's... <laughs> no, no. It's like... um. So, you have the little small potatoes. You have uh, corn on the cob. You have shrimp. You have sausage. You have crab, crab legs. And you season it up. Oh. And you, you, um, there's, it's kind of, they have this pre-made seasoning that you can use or if not, you can, you know, make it yourself, but you basically let it marinate and cook, you know, in that, in that seasoning. And then you, mm-hmm. you know, drop it in the oven, give it a good color to it, a nice crisp to it. And you kind of roll out construction paper, dump it in the middle and everybody goes in, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Oh. I'm going to send you, I'll send you actually, actually a picture <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it was, we were having a good time. Like I told them, I was like, yeah, like from the, from the looks of it, we're, we're rolling here. So let's make sure that we keep this up. All right. They're fans of the show cynic. 
Uh, big big oh, shout really? out to Marianne and Senya for their hospitality, for opening their doors, uh, for making sure that um, I'm well fed. <laughs> and overall, Indeed. just making sure we're having a great time. I sent it to you if you want Thank to go you. and check it out, man. Okay. Thank you, ladies, for hosting my my brother. Please take care of him. <laughs> shout out to Liz and Daima as well. Liz actually has a podcast based around astrology. I have to ask her for it. I don't have it, but good friend Liz has an astrology podcast. I'll be a better friend and make sure I have the name ready for you guys next time. But um, <laughs> much luck to her as well in her endeavors. Cool. So uh, glad you're enjoying Texas um, on a side. Well, not on a side note, but <laughs> the only thing I can say about Texas because I've been there once is uh, I remember boot camp and tech, uh, tech training, technical school training. Mm-hmm. That's when I was in the military. Otherwise... Uh, I don't have many memories of Texas other than, than that. It's interesting being here with the election looming mm. on the horizon. A lot of Trump fans I hear. Is it true? Typically a red state. But I will say, man, the blue wave is here. Yeah. The tsunami's here. So okay. I'll leave it at we'll that. See. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. I'm just trying not to get shot. <laughs> I'm trying to survive, mama. All right, buddy. I think you got some Florida woman for us, even though you're in Texas. We should have done Texas woman. (laughs) I got Florida woman, man. So, you know, I always try to keep it interesting, keep it spicy. Uh, But this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward. (laughs) This one correlates perfectly with the times that we're in. Florida woman in labor makes husband stop at election office to cast her vote. Oh, I heard about that. That was a Florida woman? That was a fucking Florida woman, Cynic. And I'm I'm low-key proud of her. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would be. <laughs> I am low-key proud of her. You, you know, women are women are badass, man. Like, we, we wouldn't be able to have kids. Like, we're good at certain things, man, right? We're good at doing men's shit, not being overly emotional. You know what I mean? Rah, 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 hoo, hoo, hoo. But... Women are badass, dude. You know, I just want to... <laughs> quick shout out to women. I right? love you guys. All right, so... Moving on. <laughs> look at this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they believe they belong at home cooking and cleaning. I didn't say that <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, so Florida women states, a central Florida woman in labor made her husband take a detour from the hospital to vote. Karen Brincino Gonzalez. A worker at the supervisor of elections office in Orlando sprang in to help to make sure the woman got the chance. She was calm. The husband was a little more than nervous, Gonzalez said. The woman's husband showed up in line and asked for a ballot for his wife. When she asked for his license, he told Gonzalez she didn't understand. The husband told Gonzalez that her pregnant wife was waiting in the car while in labor and refused to go to the hospital until she was able to cast her vote. The staff then kicked into high gear, grabbed a vote-by-mail ballot, and raced to her car to check her ID. Gonzalez says she thought the woman would fill it out later, but said she wanted to fill it out right there and then. So this woman in labor filled out her ballot while doing a little controlled breathing, Gonzalez said. Her vote was then certified and put into the ballot box. She was very happy to see that she got her vote casted in time. This Florida woman understands the severity of the times that we're in and wherever you... I'm just saying vote. I'm not telling you to vote blue or red. That's your that's your business. But just go out and vote. She understood the severity of it and um, said, before I have this baby, and even if I have to have it in this car, we're going to make sure that I get my vote in because I know if I go to the hospital, I might be there till after November 3rd. <laughs> it's 
So she didn't want to risk it. That's basically what it came down to. You know, she didn't want to risk it. I'm sure there was a possibility she could have been home in time, but again, understanding the times that we're in here in the United mm-hmm. States of America, Lone Star State, Texas, E-Haw, she wanted to go ahead okay. and get in the time. I thought that was really uh, interesting, admirable. It showed the, you know, big balls metaphorically. I thank you for bringing us this week's uh, Florida Woman. Pleasure, Even man. if it was another a typical American feel-good story, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on. Now, now I was I did hear about that, and I mean briefly, I didn't know it was a Florida woman. Um, I heard about it, but yeah, that's cool that that it was a. Florida it's pretty woman. absurd, though. I mean, if you think about it, I, I, again, I'm proud of her. I really am, but it's it's pretty fucking crazy, man. I mean, you're in that much pain. How how are you thinking about anything else but getting to the hospital? And I mean, I, I guess if the baby was crowning, she would not have done it, but. There's sometimes, depending on on when you know she decided to the contractions and stuff, yeah, to head out, yeah, there could be. You, I mean, you never know. Maybe the news is just beefing it up, and her water didn't even break. Maybe she still has the baby. I don't know, but <laughs> kudos to that lady. She's, whoever she is. she's actually only five months pregnant. It just came out. <laughs> actually, she just had some gas and uh, ate some bad chili. <laughs> we had the story all wrong. Oh shit. All right, man, you got fun fact for us, don't you? I got fun facts. I got fun facts on a cloudy day. Yes. It's very appropriate for uh, Halloween. I just sent you uh, a bit of a bit of text in the chat. I sent it to you because how how odd the word is to pronounce. Uh, it seems to be some kind of pagan word. Not pagan. What am I talking about? Um, Celtic word. Uh, it's pronounced Selwyn. Selwyn. How the fuck is that pronounced Selwyn? <laughs> yeah, it, it looks, uh, for the folks at home, it looks like Samhain. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's pronounced Selwyn or Selwyn. Uh, it's a pagan religious festival originating from an ancient Celtic spiritual tradition. In modern times, Samhain is usually celebrated from October 31st to November first to welcome in the harvest and usher in the dark half of the year celebrants believe that the barriers between the physical world and the spirit world break down during Samhain allowing more interaction between humans and the spirits of the dead so Samhain is the actual origins of what we today call Halloween that's why I'm talking about it Um, pagan tradition that Took a bit, uh, took a few different shapes, a few different forms in history. You know, the original Christmas celebration was also a pagan, some sort of pagan ritual that also was modified, let's say, when Christianity um, came, came to power. It was the same with Halloween. So Christianity gained a foothold in pagan communities. Church leaders, um, or sorry, as Christianity gained, gained a foothold in pagan communities, Church leaders attempted to reframe Samhain as a Christian celebration. The first attempt was by Pope Boniface in the 5th century. He moved the celebration to May 13th and specified it as a day celebrating saints and martyrs. The fire festivals of October and November, however, did not end with that decree. In the 9th century, Pope Gregory moved the celebration back to the time of the fire festival, so October, end of October. But he declared it, quote, All Saints Day, which you might see on calendars today if you pay attention. Dia de los Santos. Um, I've, I've seen that before, and I've always wondered what it is. I mean, because we never really celebrated it uh, growing up. 
All Saints Day um, on November 1st, All Souls, Souls Day on November 2nd. So um, neither neither of those attempts by the popes did away with the pagan aspect of the celebration. So October 31st became known as All Hallows Eve, which we call Halloween. And it contained much of the tradition from the pagan practices before being adopted in 19th century America through Irish immigrants bringing their traditions across the ocean. And the last bit there is about trick-or-treating. It's said to have been derived from ancient Irish and Scottish practices in the nights leading up to Samhain. In Ireland, mumming, that's what it was called, was the practice of putting on costumes, going door-to-door, and singing songs to the dead. Cakes were given as payment. Halloween pranks also have a tradition in Samhain, though in the ancient celebrations, tricks were typically blamed on fairies. Happy Halloween. You guys know the whole origin of the trick-or-treat thing. Well, according to what I read, it's from this uh, ancient uh, Irish and Scottish practice. Yeah, no, that's the inception, the beginning of it. At one point in time, you had to choose trick-or-treat candy or a prank. And people don't do, people just say trick-or-treat nowadays and just expect candy. But Ah. there was a point in time where you had to choose trick-or-treat. And it wasn't just a saying that you said. Good stuff. All right, man. Let's get into this dirty stuff. I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna pop it off if you don't mind. I got a short I'm one. Happy. I got a short one up front. And um, with cue the spooky music. Alrighty, there it is. So with uh, <laughs> with us doing this recording paranormal episode, uh, you guys know what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna share some stories today. I came across one here, um, and it goes a little something like this. One night when my daughter was two and a half years old, we were home alone talking right before bed. We were playing a game where we gave all of her stuffed animals silly names. Name the last one, she asked. What's her name? I said something along the lines of who, honey? We already named everyone. She points to the blank space in the wall and says, that little girl, mommy. What's her name? Oh, God. <laughs> now, I don't know if it was just an overactive imagination or something else. All I know is that it freaked me out enough to sleep with the lights on that night. <laughs> That's from Mama Lana. So, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure parents have similar stories. I don't know if you have any with your son along those lines. Um, no, but no. I thought that but was the kids, really freaking creepy. When the kids are involved, it's always creepier, isn't it? There's actually a house right in front. And again, Huddle, Texas, man, holding it down. They did a great job of decorating. But I'm noticing, Cynic, like the Halloween stuff that's happening right now, man, like the decorations, shit ain't for, mm-hmm. shit ain't for kids, man. Like this shit is like, Tell me. yo, this lady had like a whole dead baby thing like <laughs> creepy as hell and their eyes are red and then there's little there's this little girl and they're all children crying and stuff and then her mouth opens up and i'm like dude <laughs> these are little kids this is like <laughs> you guys are taking this shit too far it's funny you say that because <laughs> i was so thinking dark. over here you know you ca- you kind of come to expect that they're a little less pc about things so my neighbor from across the street had some decorations up in front of their uh, house just outside the door where you you know where kids would come up obviously and see them decorations if they're gonna ring for trick-or-treating and i just happened to to walk by there this morning and i saw that they had a severed head with a knife sticking out of it and blood <laughs> i was like jesus come on Christ. now you see <laughs> this is why certain people think this shit is demonic 
you know, and why our mother for half of our childhood didn't let us freaking celebrate Halloween. I remember celebrating some Halloweens. And throw la Picasso to do Jehovah's Witness or whatever thing she was embarking on religiously at that time of our lives. I know we skipped a couple Halloweens. You know what I mean? This is why some people think it's and at that point in time it was not that dark. It was like plastic pumpkins and clown faces mm. and stuff. This shit has gotten yeah. real sinister, man. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely changed a bit over time. I have to admit. So, I thought that was interesting because I made a comment about that yesterday, and I was like, "I love it. Don't get me wrong, but these little kids, man, they got balls." <laughs> so yeah, that was a little, that was a little something I wanted to share, man. But you go ahead, Cynic blesses. What you got? I have one. Uh, it's not that long, so. Coolio. I think that's good, nice and appropriate. I'm gonna read it just as it is. So this is someone telling their story. Okay, this is not me. Sweet. So it goes, I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Other houses on her street had strange things going on too. A few homes away from her lived a man and his family. One night, one of his daughters went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She'd passed away from an aneurysm. After the funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy and the father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check on their pets. My mom and dad, they were dating at the time, went with my uncle. My mother had heard there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it, and my dad was studying to be a veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals, and my mother went to the piano on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. She thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing, and she felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp her legs and grab them tightly. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and father, and waited for them. When they all walked outside, my uncle could tell my mom was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what had happened, and he turned white. He told her, the daughter who died used to play a game with her father. When he'd play the piano, she'd crawl underneath, grab his ankles, and push his feet up and down on the pedals. Little Hands is the name of that story. All right. I need a new pair of pants. <laughs> Come on, man. We've all been there. We've all been there, dude. We felt something. Come on. I remember, funny enough, we're talking about paranormal, and I'm going to post this on our social media. The house that I'm staying in, before I got here, my friends have a camera system, and I think I sent you that, and you were like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, dude, that's clearly an image going across. Like, you see that there's like a light, you know, Mm -hmm. like a glow that passes through. Mm -hmm. That's the house I'm staying in right now, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I thought about that when I got here. I was like, motherfucker. Every time I go to that garage and it's dark, man, looking around. I'm looking well, around. You can let us know for next uh, episode if anything happens. No, no, listen, leave. I'm not trying to tap into anything, all right? I'm just here to tell my story, man. I'm not going <laughs> to hear invoke <laughs> anything. Nah, but um, I, I think on some level we can all relate to that. That's pretty fucking freaky, man. Mm-hmm. All right, man, good stuff. I'm going to go into mine here. I got another one for the people. It's a little long, but... um. 
I think it's a different. I think why uh, why I like this is it's kind of a different aspect of paranormal activity, and it's it's not scary at all. You know, I mean, things happen throughout mm-hmm. her experiences that are scary, but it, it ends in a sense where I spoke about it before. We fear what we don't understand. Uh, it, this doesn't make me feel uneasy, if that makes any sense. And uh, you guys yeah. will see what I'm talking about here. So, it's uh, enti- it's titled "The Ghost Was the Least of Our Problems." Okay. There you go. My ghost is a mother. I am convinced of this by both of ghost behavior and the history of our house. You see, a mother died here on the property. We were told the three-story Victorian was being sold as is after the longtime owners, a couple, had died tragically. They didn't die inside the house, the agent said, without offering any details. We didn't pry because we're Canadian. My wife... <laughs> and, and just... <laughs> that was funny. And just to kind of give a quick disclaimer, you guys notice here, this is a, two women. So it's not a man and a woman here, um, but they do have a child. So my wife loved the renovation challenge the house presented. I loved the location. It was close to dear friends. Having already lost several bidding wars, we were thrilled to learn our offer had been accepted. I was newly pregnant, and the house was such a great deal. We packed away any worries and focused on constructing our new life. My wife began gutting the house while focusing on my ever-expanding tummy. But on reflection, bad luck had met us at the front door. I was put on bed rest because of incompetent cervix and stayed there for the better part of seven months. Almost everything in the house needed to be replaced. Plumbing lines were slopped into the street and veins of electrical wires restrung through skeletal wood framing. History was demolished and others restored under the capable hands of my fearless wife. She needed no help from me except from occasionally answering at her shouted questions. What do I do with all these crucifixes that they left nailed on the wall? Do I throw them out? It's a bad sign already. (laughs) Bed rest wasn't so bad. The house was full of friends and family pitching in on renovations. We added one more to the party when I delivered a perfect baby little girl. Motherhood intoxicated me. I felt like a superhero. I had created life with my uterus, by far the coolest thing any of my organs have ever accomplished. Sometimes just my mere presence alone soothed her. But we weren't the only mothers in the house. Ghosts are experts at gaslighting. You quickly begin to question your eyes and ears. When the door to our bedroom creaked open on its own during a 3 a.m. feeding, I figured the door, like the baby, had trouble latching. I sensed someone had entered the room, wagging a finger at me while I fed the baby from a bottle. Then suddenly the television went off, as if to say, if you aren't going to breastfeed, can't you at least pay attention to her? I brushed it off as bad wiring combined with sleep deprivation. A few months later, though, the bad wiring grew more audacious. I had decided to put the baby to bed a little earlier that night, turning the light off as I entered the room. But as I lay her down, the light switched back on. I turned it off. But as, as soon as her back touched the mattress, the light snapped back on again. Instead of feeling scared, I grew angry. This ghost's maternal judgment had crossed the line. She was arguing with me, saying it was too early for bedtime. Didn't I know better? Well, I had been a mother for six months. I did know better. And I gathered myself and announced to the room, this baby is going to bed right now. As the words escaped my lips, we were thrown into darkness. I screamed and bottled down the stairs with the baby in my arms, running into my partner who had heard the commotion. She soothed my fragile nerves, checked the room, and came back to explain calmly that I was out of my mind. Ghosts are not real. She was right. It was probably a slippery knob, a blown fuse, a coincidence. I was a fool to doubt her. The next day, my wife made some inquiries. I came home to her waving a burning bouquet of sage, (laughs) smudging the house to ward off evil spirits. 
Our second child was born three and a half years later, more spirited than our first. She preferred night to day, but she was funny, charming, and smiling. Bright blue eyes made you forgive her sins. We were getting used to sleepless nights in this house anyway. One time, a nightmare woke me up. As my eyes adjusted to the dark, I saw a black shape hovering over me, the exact size of a human head. I shimmied under the covers to touch my sleeping wife's arm and whispered, am I still dreaming? She opened her eyes. Jesus, she said, leaping out of bed, flicking on the light. It wasn't a head, of course, but a partially deflated helium balloon from our daughter's birthday party that I had yet to tidy up. It had wandered up to our main floor, down the hall, through our bedroom doorway, across the room, and settled above my sleeping face, as balloons do all the time. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? The burning bouquet of sage returned. As the years passed, things got tougher for us. Money was tight. The same stresses we survived before now carried so much more weight with two children to support. Anytime we had with each other was swallowed whole by endless chores and repairs the house demanded. The strange occurrences we barely gave them any second thought now. A glass sliding across the room, dining room chairs moving, condensation, a rocking chair rocking by itself, uneven floors, so many of the unseen threats around us I ignored. We had everything we ever wanted. We told each other that every day. We were happy, right? But I couldn't shake the feeling that something had died. Was our once celebrated love now nothing more than a half deflated balloon? No, our love story was solid and true. I trusted that we would find each other again once the toddler years were over. Instead, my wife disappeared. Well, she didn't really disappear, she just left. They call it a tsunami divorce. You may spot a small wave of trouble in the distance, but you don't believe the magnitude until it's too late. Wow. In the new world, life moved on in a blur of grief. The children got bigger, shared custody started. Sometimes I swore I could hear my ex-wife boots down the hallway. I find myself often alone in an empty haunted house full of memories and questions. What did I do wrong? Did anyone else see this coming? Where did everybody go? The house itself seemed dead, as if all life and had moved out instead of just one person. I refilled it with new friends, lovers, pets, dinner parties, but it just felt like weekends at Bernie's with everything falsely animated. Even the ghost had given up on me. No pictures falling off the walls, no slamming doors, just silence. Until one night I was watching late night television and the mid-century swivel chair next to me, laden with unfolded laundry, began to turn on its own. She was back and urging me to do my laundry. I would never know if she was real or if I just needed her to be real or perhaps if talking about ghosts being real or not misses the point entirely. Which was this, I felt a kinship with my ghost. We were an otherworldly odd couple, two mothers whose plans for our lives had changed dramatically without our input. We may have surrendered to our circumstances, but we were not ready to leave our home. Recently, after facing the most terrifying of all dark forces, the divorce lawyer, the for sale sign went up outside, the finger paintings came down, and I finally said goodbye to my ghost. I thanked her for believing in me. I moved on. Now I love sitting on my new front porch under the star-shaped fairy lights watching life go by. Sometime my ex-wife will roar up in her jeep, music blaring, children in the back and her fiancé next to her. And I smile, remembering how thrilling it was to have been the passenger in her life. Ultimately, all I ever wanted was for our little family to be happy, in whatever form that took. If this isn't exactly what I pictured, at least we can lie down in our separate homes and rest in peace. And that is, uh, that is the end of that. (laughs) That little stanza there. So that's a different type of story. Yeah. You know, it kind of comes full circle. And like she said, she found, she found like a kinship with that, with that kind of spirit. And 
You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that. I think we talked about it in the last paranormal show. That uh, crazy lady who said she had a ghost fiance or ghost. That uh, she was something. making. Wasn't that making love with, with the spirits? That that too. But she said she had a fiance. She met some ghost uh, at first, and then they decided they wanted to get married because he proposed. You remember that? I don't know, man. I don't remember that specific. She was on a couple of talk shows, and yeah, she was. Yeah, that she was actually had like a British accent. Yeah, she was British or Australian. All I remember I from that, remember. bro, I did not remember the marriage proposal. All I remember that she claimed to have intercourse with a ghost. That's all that was, you would remember. Yeah, because fine. it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> that's all I fucking remember for that. If you got down on one knee or not, that that uh. That escaped me, but um. I just found the 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 fact that she's talking about being getting a proposal from a ghost like crazy, but yeah, that's the craziest part to you—the proposal, not the fact that she claims to have intercourse with it. No, <laughs> because I can imagine she, because it's me. Uh, I don't know. I can I can more easily picture her thinking she's doing something uh-huh. with the ghost. She's just taking care of business herself. <laughs> but <laughs> but this whole freaking story about him getting down on one knee or I don't know whatever it doesn't matter all of it but is this lady crazy. reminded me of it all of it is crazy <laughs> all of it is but I feel I, I felt for her man I thought that was I thought that was a touching story even though it had some some creepiness involved and I think the way she mm-hmm. told it was was peculiar so I wanted to share that do you uh, want to share where you found that I'm just curious you don't have to I definitely would not mind I mean I was expecting it to say her name at the end, and I was like, that's uh, that's all I got. All right, it said it at the beginning, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that is by Allison McCout. The source is the New York Times, if anybody wants to look that up. Oh, wow, that was in the New York Times? Oh, come on, baby, I'm credible. You think I'm just grasping for straws over here? I'm on Google just hopping around? Come on, baby, I'm coming with the heat. I'm surprised that the New York Times, or maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I guess uh, <laughs> Maybe the New York Times is taking a dip. Times are tough. <laughs> Re- readership, <laughs> readership is down. Well, you know what they say, man. Newspaper is is dying, man. At least the physical. Yeah, they've paper. been dying. Yeah, you know. Now you got social media, which is your news outlet. You don't need the New York Times. Mm-hmm. I just go on Instagram and I get my information. One hundred percent factual. One hundred percent. What else you got for us, man? I wanted to talk about some a couple of things that are not so much paranormal, but I think creepy nonetheless. You ever heard of something called a number station? Negative. A number station is a shortwave radio station. It was um, really, like, I don't want to say really popular. Let's say it started as uh, far back as World War One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was heavily, heavily used during the Cold War times. So with the whole Soviet Union time and and all that stuff. Cool, yeah. Um, But the creepy thing is that today it's still, there are still some of these number stations um, broadcasting. So basically um, the belief is that these shortwave radio stations uh, were part of some, they were were addressing uh, intelligence officers that were operating in foreign countries. So imagine the time of the Cold War. Spying was very big back then. Um, they didn't have 
obviously the technology we have today. So how did they communicate with maybe some spies that were, let's just use as an example, Russian spies in the U.S., for example. You know, how do they communicate with them? Well, one way it was believed that they would do this is they would use these shortwave radio stations. The, the, the beauty of shortwave radio is that if you broadcast with a powerful enough antenna mm-hmm. and um, you do it at, at the right time of day, the, the wave can bounce fr- like all the way around the world. Mm. Long story short. Okay. Yeah, so it's like broadcasting a radio wave all the way around the world. Um, and so these number stations would broadcast these strange messages, in, like coded messages that no one ever knew what it was because obviously they were coded. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't just like on some FM radio station. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was shortwave. So it's not like you could just turn your dial on the radio and you would just come across them. They're being broadcast on these really obscure frequencies Yeah, where most normal people won't even their radios wouldn't even go that far, right? You need a shortwave to even get that high or that low. I'm already creeped out. So there were a couple of these over time that became famous for different reasons, um, mostly because they would have some weird tones or music playing, and then there would sometimes there would come over then some creepy voice. Creepy. It sounds creepy, but it was a voice. Sometimes if it was of, of an adult woman, sometimes it was of a kid, and they would be saying things like these random numbers, and you don't know what it means. Only the person who it's meant for, wherever they are, would be able to jot this down and somehow decode whatever the messages they're getting. At least that's the belief. But the reason it's so weird today is because we're way beyond that technology. We don't need that. Yet, there are still some of these running today. And there's one in particular that's been running for over 40 years now, I think. And like I said, they've given these names. I'm going to share the audio of some of these. Bro, you want me to sleep tonight or? (laughs) What the fuck, man? Come on, bro. I'm going to share the audio of some of these with you. It's cold in Texas, but I I still got chills, bro. I'm steadily getting chills, baby. That means that this is working paranormal is working and there's just different right. dimensions man it gets deep out here bro shit that we don't understand is it's deep in the rap i told you last episode <laughs> <laughs> all right so look the, the the first one i'm gonna play for you there isn't much to this one because i don't have a clip where you can hear um anything other than the regular tones but the background is this is one of the oldest ones it's been broadcasting since i think 76 or 78 1976 1978 continuously 24 hours a day and what happens is it's broadcasting this tone and it broadcasts so many tones in a certain amount of time and then it repeats but every now and then the tone breaks and then some audio comes over it's usually some russian speaking person sometimes there's some music in the background so if you're not creeped out (laughs) you should be so this is this is this one right now that i'm going to play for you is live right now you could hear it this is what it sounds like, just the tone. Can you hear that? Yes. So that's the tone that repeats. That's called UVB76, also known as the buzzer. That's the nickname for this 
for this um, number station. Maybe every time you hear that buzzer, that's a soul going to the afterlife. <laughs> Fuck around. Unfortunately, I don't have one where there's a, a change. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, it's weird enough that this thing has been broadcasting steadily since 1976. You know, even now, and you can hear it live if you want to. But that there's still some break in there where you hear some other audio, some people talking. It's like, that why? What are they doing? With couldn't it? that just be like radio stations? You know, just people broadcasting. This one, well, no, this one isn't. This is like, um, so people get really deep into this whole, you know, shortwave thing and mm-hmm. ham radio thing and. They get into the frequencies and they can dissect all that. And there you can see where are the the signals that are coming from radio stations. Oh. I actually found a pretty cool tool that I could show you uh, where you can see the, the, the whole bandwidth of all the stuff that's being transmitted from regular radio stations on like an FM to like stuff that's way off. Today, I, after I found this tool today. I was playing around with it, and I, I was like a kid here for like a good hour. <laughs> I was just going all the way up and, and down these these frequencies, these bands, trying to find some weird stuff. And I caught stuff. It was just weird. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm sure so you actually a good explanation. You actually caught like stuff live. You were hearing it yourself. Live. What I caught, what I heard was live, but Fuck it wasn't a, a number station. It was some. It was like what you said. It was some random radio station in I don't know where Africa. And they were talking. It was like a like a church service. He was the person was was talking over the radio and speaking about some Bible verses. Yo, send me that link, son. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to you. It wow. was crazy. Wow. So now I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share with you another one. Do this it. one is creepier. Do it. This is another popular one. So the one I just showed you or or let you hear was the UVB or the the buzzer. Mm-hmm. This one is called the Swedish Rhapsody. Okay. Okay. Ready for it. freaky ice like an ice cream truck this is being broadcast i mean this one i don't know if it's still active but this is these are these number stations are things that are just being broadcast and like i said not on some radio station where anyone could hear it so people would be like where's this coming from and you can't track it okay there's this one famous one they were able to track like a long a long time after but usually you can't Nine, 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 
Gosh, what are you doing right now, cynic? Fuck. German numbers. Those are German numbers. Those are German numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one that I have. (laughs) You all right? Fuck, bro. (laughs) This is crazy, dude. This is really creepy, isn't it? I thought it was perfect for the show. Oh, my gosh. Um. What okay, if these are souls into... that are trapped and they're trying to communicate somehow? Like uh, that little tune so. that was just playing, that wasn't anything light, brother. That wasn't anything. That it was just repeats. Yeah, you. I sense. I sense the the energy in that. Boom, 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 boom. It's weird that they they would use that child's like tune and then a child's voice. It's like. What the hell? Like, why? Oh my! <laughs> why God. do that? Other than to creep someone out? Uh, you want to send a secret message? You can do it. You know, you could do it with Morse code, which they've done in the past as well. Nah, bro, this Sometimes is this is spirits, bro. <laughs> this ain't people, though. This is spirits. Man, if you already think that, if I send you this tool and you start looking around, you're gonna freak out because sometimes you hear stuff and it's like, you're like, what the? F-? It's not voices. It's just these weird tones. I'm sure it's all explainable. How can it we get matter. this? How can we get this to the listeners? How can they? Can we? Is there any way that we could put a link so they can see it and um, for they have to they have to tune in every day for the next year, and I'll surprise them with more details on well, how they. You can know get what? To. That's a good. That's a good little bread trail. Good job, cynic. <laughs> Show your loyalty, and you'll get it. <laughs> Hit us with that last one, man, because um, I'm yeah, all in on this. That. This is crazy. All right. So here's the last. This is also a very popular one. This one was was broadcast from, I guess this was from World War II times. Um, British intelligence, I think, were broadcasting this one. I can't remember the name right now, and it's not listed here. But I think it's not so important. I can I can find it afterwards. Sweet, let's do so it. Here it is. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that one. Not as creepy. British people can't be that creepy. I'm trying to make sense of it, man. I don't know. And you said that people use these to communicate back, like, in a certain time? Yeah. In a certain time period? The thought was that governments were using it to communicate with their spies. Like Morris Code almost. With their intelligence people. Hmm. Exactly. Sometimes they did They did use Morse code, but at some point, I think in the early, early days, but at some point um, they switched to this weird number thing and then the music thing and people talking thing. So, um, yeah, the really weird thing is, is for me is that some of these are still going on, which doesn't seem to really be necessary in this day and age it's one of two things happening either there's some other shit that we're tapping into because when you see these ghost hunters they're always using these specific radios to pick up certain frequencies so i do know that on some level you can you know tap into at least it's believed that you can tap into 
you know, a certain range or certain depth where you can quote unquote, you know, start listening to paranormal activity. But mm-hmm. it, it's either something along those lines or there's still motherfucking spy shit going on just straight up, you know, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, it could be. There's there's still crazy shit happening like that. That's that's right under our nose. But regardless of what it is, man, that shit is unsettling. That is not a good feeling. <laughs> that is not a good feeling. And that second one is the one that got me. Some cool stuff there. That's some freaky stuff. Creepy, <laughs> creepy stuff for sure. I don't know. You guys check that out. Maybe, like Cynic said, maybe if you listen long enough, we'll let you know where you can find that, or you could just Google it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that is a. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel good. There's this show called The Americans on FX. Oh yeah, I've seen. Well, I've seen the the advertisement for it. Bro, watch it. Great fucking show. The Americans. Okay. It's about a uh, Russian spies though that come over and embed themselves in our community and live the American dream and, you know, but they're the whole time working for their people. And it's, uh, reminds me of shit like that's some shit that they would use, man, to communicate. Yeah, exactly. That's some shit that they would definitely do for sure. Yep. And anybody who hasn't seen it, I definitely recommend that show. The Americans, you can find it on FX. Thank me later. You will binge it. (laughs) Felicity, the girl that used to play Felicity, Carrie, something is in it. She's a dime. So always easier on the eyes. (laughs) Yeah, man, good stuff. Cynic, you got anything else, man, before we get into what we learned today? Maybe I'll just mention it. I'll mention yeah. it. Give me what you got, baby. I won't go into too many details because we're, we're running out against the clock. But another interesting thing that I came across, uh, anyone could look this up. You just have to Google Cicada 3301. Cicada spelled C-I-C-A-D-A. 3301, it's a nickname given to an organization that on three occasions posted a set of puzzles to recruit code breakers from the public. The first internet puzzle started on January 4th, 2012 on a website called 4chan and it ran for nearly a month. And a second round round began a year later, January 4th, 2013, and a third round January 4th, so every time on the same day, one year later, January 4th, 2014. The third, third puzzle has yet to be solved. So why is this, why am I talking about this? Because if you read the story, it's actually kind of have some creepiness to it as well. So the Cicada 3301 started, like I said, on this 4chan website, which is like a forum you know a posting where people Mm -hmm. can go and post in forums um and basically someone had a post of a cicada cicada you know it's an animal it's it looks like some looks like a butterfly-ish kind of thing yeah but it's not it's different kind it's a different animal okay they posted this on on this 4chan 4chan website anonymously obviously and then they they posted it there with some text and it was like basically a a puzzle and and at the end of the of the text they just signed the the message with 3301 and basically it left clues and for you to find out what it you know what 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 it was you had to like do shit like get the code or get the, get the the image that they posted mm-hmm. put it in like some other software and con you know convert that image into text 
it was like some real movie type shit. Something you would think happens in the movie, this happens in real life and it's still going on. People that were able to decode the first clue, it would lead them to another clue. Mm. And then it would lead them to the next clue. And some of these were, in, they were international. Like some of them were in different countries. Yeah. And so if you lived near it and you decoded it, you could go to one of these places and you would find physically the next clue. Get the fuck the, out of here. Yeah. And in the case of the very first one, when people went to, to, to the, physically to the place where it was, they, were, they found, the ones who, who found it, they found it was a sheet of paper just taped on some random public place with an image of this cicada um, and a QR code for you to scan it. And when you scanned it, it gave you the next clue. It was like, what do they call those? Um, scavenger like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Like a scavenger hunt. But in real life. And no one knew, no one knows to this day who's behind it. But what's the, what's the end? What's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? The, the thing is that no one knows for sure who's behind it. That's or a why shitty game if, <laughs> if I never get well, to <laughs> You know why? Because the... The thing is, like, the people who made it to a certain distance in mm -hmm. this puzzle game... Well, they're not alive to talk about it. <laughs> the people that have made it that far uh, are not here anymore. There have been, like, rules that they've given them, right? And they say you're not allowed to share um, notes or share clues or share whatever. Yeah. And if, if, they, if they did share it, and they had ways of knowing, because I guess if you do the next clue or I don't know what, and, you, you know, two people have the same have done it the same way. I mean, I don't know. This is my guess. But mm -hmm. um, if you did, then whenever you would go to your next clue, uh, you the page, the web page, would, it would be shut down. So you could only go so far if you followed their rules. And the people who have gotten to the end, what we don't know because they haven't, they haven't come out and said anything. Where does this happen? Is there a specific place this happens or is this like worldwide to your knowledge? I don't know if they said it because I'm kind of interested. <laughs> I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you this one uh, as well. Like right now, they seem to have a website, but these are like these are like high, like very computer savvy people, and um, to know how to like break their codes. I mean, this isn't just something like that we could do on a Sunday afternoon. Like you need to know. You try to say I, I can't do it, bro. We what's going on? No, here? you need to you need to <laughs> be really savvy in 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 code like code breaking um obviously in puzzles uh, you're free to try it i'm just telling you that <laughs> i don't know bro like... I, don't, I don't i don't sound like you believe in me man <laughs> you doubted me here like look this was the first message they sent hello we're looking for highly intelligent individuals to find them we have devised a test there's a message hidden in this image find it and it will lead you on the road to us we look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. That's all they sent. And then you had to find a way to decode that image. And some people did. Yeah. And then it gave them this. Like in that message, there was a, some text. And at the very end of the text, this is what came out. And when they decoded that, it led them to a website that told them this. So you see all these, all these steps. And people, like I said, the reason I said this is not like a Sunday afternoon puzzle is because the people who were really hardcore into this, they dove into it. It's like they were doing this, it was like 24-7, you know, on their minds, trying to break all these puzzles. 
it would lead them to obscure books about history, dude, and and then lead them to some other manuscript. And then it was crazy the amount of thought that they put into this um, this puzzle. Hmm. But apparently, two of them have been cracked. Now the third one is live, and it's been live for a few years. They haven't cracked it yet. Hmm. Damn, that's fucking dope, man. That's yeah. Really, dope. really, really dope. That's, that's all secret, I got, man. That's some secret society shit right there, man. Yeah, that's one of the 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 the, um, the theories. So the theories are: this is some secret society. This is some cult. This is some government trying to recruit really intelligent um, code crack code breakers. There's a lot of theories because no one knows for sure. Well, I'm going to give it a shot, Cynic. I'll see you on the other side, my man. (laughs) Good stuff, man. So we've come to that point in the show where we talk about what we've learned today, the longest title on earth. Mm. I'll start this off, man. I've learned, for one, that uh, not every experience with the supernatural is a haunting one. Sometimes it can even be comforting. Mm -hmm. You know, like the story that I personally shared of that woman who... Let us in on, on something she experienced in life and how the, she felt like the ghost even helped her in some cases um, and was there for her, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that was pretty interesting. Another thing I learned, I got a double header, that you don't think I could break the code. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm going for it. We got to find the third puzzle <laughs> for you and uh, we'll get you started. But I'm I the two that you showed us about that, how did, how did, because um, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to post those things, right? Like. So how do we even yeah. know what they asked? Does somebody, I guess, cheat and screenshot it or whatever and kind of... Yeah, some, some, from that point on, they're disqualified, but I guess somebody did something like that? Exactly. Some some people didn't follow the rules and they shared stuff. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, man. So it's on you, brother. What you learned today? I learned that something called shrimp boil exists. <laughs> you saw the picture I sent you? And it, and it sounds freaking amazing. Did you see it on WhatsApp? I saw the I saw the first photo. Let me. I didn't see anything else yet. Give me one second. It's like a video. You sent a video. Yeah, but it's 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 like a boomerang. So holy crap! So you eat that with your hands or what? No, no, there's In, forks. Indian style. No, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No, there's forks. We put it in the middle over contact paper, but then you have dipping butter. You have lime. Yeah. And then you have potatoes. You have corn. You have mushrooms in there. Yeah, Shrimp. I want that. <laughs> that looks amazing. That's some good stuff, man. Some good stuff. We've been eating good here in Texas. These neck of the woods. I reckon you're right. <laughs> I reckon you're right. What else did I learn? Well, in my research, I learned that paranormal stuff, stories, mm-hmm. ghost stories specifically, um, are nothing new. That was interesting to learn. Like nothing new meaning. They've been here they, since the beginning, man. There are ghost stories. Yeah, like just like prostitution. The... <laughs> <laughs> Why does I always got to come back to sex? <laughs> <laughs> just saying Mesopotamia dude ancient Mesopotamians had ghost stories that was interesting to find out tell you there's a spiritual battle going on that you can't see your touch man sometimes well debatable you can't see it you know but there's there's a, it's it's a deeper dimension if we think that the only thing that's happening is the, the things that we can physically put our hands on come on guys and you know what these paranormal episodes have been like therapy for me. I'm feeling more and more comfortable, <laughs> you know, with with the things that uh. <laughs> that As you speaking. look over your shoulder, <laughs> I heard the door click, man. I swear, I don't know if it was the dog. 
Uh-huh. But uh, I'm gonna send you a little audio tonight of a number station. Oh <laughs> yeah, three to in listen the morning. to when you go to bed. Yeah, snuggle <laughs> up, motherfuckers. Hell no. I don't know if I'm that comfortable yet. Cool, man. Good stuff, man. All right, baby, I it's think, quote time. I think that's yeah. Paranormal Part Three is wrapped. Well, I'm I'm proud of us, man. I feel like we came win it this time. <laughs> good, good stuff. <laughs> Me too. Right, I like it. Here we go. Recognizing the connection to all things, even in creepy moments, keeps me true to the animistic perspective. Finding growth from them is my choice. And that is from S. Kelly Harrell. Mm -hmm. Recognizing the connection to all things, even in creepy moments. That that first line is great, man. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, again, you gotta, we're not making you, look, I'm not trying to change your mind, people. But if you're on the fence or... If, if you're, you know, an individual who thinks that it's just one-dimensional, you got to start diving deeper, man. There's a lot more out there. And remember, we fear what we don't understand. True. You know, I think that when it's our time to go and we all leave this earth, we're all going to be like, what was I tripping about? Because we just don't know what's on, you know, what's to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like that quote. I like that perspective. Yeah, I came across that and that spoke to me, man. So if it speaks to me, I'm like, that's the one. That's the one I'm going to bring to the people today. So that's what I got for them, baby. Good stuff. Appreciate that one. Yes, sir. All right, folks. Hope you had a happy Halloween. Raparuni. It's getting spooky, bitches. Well, no, by the time we get that, by the time they get this, because as you guys, well, for the... For the stoners out there, for the real ones, you know we record Sundays. We're gonna know who the president of the United States is. Election is Tuesday, I believe, oh, right? November third. Well, depends. Yeah. We're we, we, we expecting. I'm expecting they won't announce it for some days. They won't know. That's the expectation because there's gonna be so many more mail-in ballots this this uh, nah, cycle. Nah, nah, nah. We're not having that shit, bro. November third. Let me let me the fuck let me fucking know. So there's gonna be so many more mail in ballots, and some states don't start opening those ballots until the day of. Yeah, but you had you had to mail in the ballots by a certain day to have them counted. But they don't. But some states don't start opening those ballots until the day of. How does that so make sense? No way. How does that make because, sense? Because because the U S has fifty freaking states, and every state does whatever they want. Florida is not one of those states. But there are plenty of other ones that are, so there's no way that they're going to be finished counting all those ballots on the same evening. So we should be, we should have said November sixth and not November third. The fuck? <laughs> hey man, don't kill the message. Nah, bro, fuck that. You got, you got a, a real cynical smile on your face there, buddy. You guys aren't going to know right away because you guys same with me and the community. Man, go, go speak to your <laughs> local representative if you got a problem. Oh, man. Well, I hope the world isn't in ashes after the 6th or the 3rd or whatever the fuck happens. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode, man. It was fun bringing it to you. Indeed it was. Y'all take care of yourselves. Stay corona-free. Join us again next week. Same time, same place, same channel. You already know, man. Take care of yourselves and each other, especially after November 6th. Yeah. Good luck, y'all. Thanks for hanging tight, guys. Fuck you, man. You say, you know what I'm saying? Fuck you. Everybody's laughing at us. You see this, America? Everybody's laughing. Make the right choice. Juicy. Y'all take care. (laughs) Thanks for having a good time, guys. We're out. Peace. Later. I got fun facts on a cloudy day.